0: Hello and welcome to Fibroflare, a podcast dedicated to fibromyalgia and helping those with this condition find options, advice, and an open conversation about dealing with our bodies. This podcast is brought to you by Tamara Sack Yoga, a yoga company that is focused on helping those with fibromyalgia and other related conditions find relief through yoga practices that are customized and accessible. I am Tamara Sack, registered yoga teacher and owner of Tamara Sack Yoga. While I am not in any way a medical professional, and anything discussed in this podcast should not be considered medical advice, I am very passionate about sharing what I have learned through my yoga training, research, and over 15 years of dealing with fibromyalgia with all of you, and allowing an open conversation about our experiences and our options. Therefore, I encourage you to post your stories, reactions, questions, and thoughts on the Facebook page for this podcast, which can be found by searching at Fibroflare Podcast. That's F-I-B-R-O-F-L-A-I-R-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You can find more information about my yoga company, classes, and special offerings at tamrasacyoga.com. Welcome to this episode focusing on body connection. We're going to be digging into some yoga philosophy and also have an exercise at the end for you to try if you would like. While the exercise is technically pretty simple, it's often a little difficult to actually do. And it may mean some significant mental and emotional changes for us. But don't let me scare you off. It's absolutely worth practicing and in many cases, it can have a significant impact on our stress and on our pain levels. Yoga philosophy, especially in the case of yoga nidra, brings up the ideas of koshas. Koshas are simply descriptions of levels of awareness and being. The most basic level is your physical body, which makes a lot of sense. The easiest awareness that we have is physical sensations, touch, smell, taste, hearing, and sight. These have a constant impact on us. The second level or kosha is energy, also called life force. Your breath, your circulation. These are the elements within your body that you may have limited or no control over, but they do ensure that your physical body stays alive and is able to be aware. It's in these two koshas that many people with chronic illness start to have a lot of problems. As yoga often pushes us towards more understanding and awareness of ourselves and the world around us, it's important that we learn to move effectively through these levels. For those of you already pausing here and saying that this philosophy sounds a little weird, or is this new age stuff? The principles of mindfulness, being fully aware in the moment and dealing with that first kosha of physical sensation, Unutilizing breathwork techniques called pratyahara in yoga, and this deals with the second kosha, have been studied quite a bit in the scientific, psychological, and medical fields. For those of you who love data and studies, let's break down just a handful of published studies connecting breathwork with pain control. Birth pain is often considered one of the worst known pains to humans. Yuxil et al. published a study in 2017 that concluded, quote, breathing exercises with deep inhalation and exhalation in pregnant women are effective in reducing the perception of labor pain. Quote, pain processing fluctuates during normal breathing, and that pain is gated within the central nervous system during expiration, end quote, according to Ibabwe et al. in 2014. This supports many breath practices in yoga that emphasize the duration and use of exhalation in Pratyahara. Additionally, Lamberg and Haggins published in 2012 that there is a, quote, theoretical link between breath control and lumbar segmental control and provides preliminary evidence supporting rehabilitative efforts, which add a focus on breath control for those with low back pain. Larson et al in 2019 noted that while their study participants with arthritic pain in the lower body did not have their pain alleviated, through the breath work they did have quote better coping with the pain end quote. Many of the tools in our toolbox that we use aren't always focused on lowering the numbers on the pain scale but they can help us live better and cope better when the numbers get high and we can't control the triggering events, such as weather patterns. Finally, Bush et al. noted in 2012 that, quote, the way of breathing decisively influences autonomic and pain processing, thereby identifying deep and slow breathing in concert with relaxation as the essential feature in the modulation of sympathetic arousal, negative emotions surrounding pain, like stress, tension, depression, and pain perception." End quote. So if we have these studies noting that relaxing in the physical body and focusing on deep and slow breathing has a strong impact on either lowering the perception of pain or greatly increasing an individual's ability to cope with the pain, why then is this not a regular part of treatment for chronic pain conditions? Well, many of you probably already know the answer. When we're stressed and racked with pain, the last thing we want to hear or even think of is relaxing and breathing. We want something to take away the pain. Now, drop me to zero. And sometimes this does happen, but one of the realities of having a chronic pain condition is that there will be days when the pain levels are high regardless of what we try to prevent it. The question then is how do you respond to these bad days? If the studies I mentioned previously and the trainings of yoga are to be believed, the answer lies in body connection, which allows and promotes relaxation and including a restful breathing pattern that triggers the parasympathetic system in the body. For those of you who are not familiar with this term, the parasympathetic system in the body is the part of the nervous system that deals with relaxing, stress relief, sleep. It's your restful state. Its opposite is the sympathetic nervous system. This is More like our fight or flight system, full of tension, stress, those instinctive reactions to things like pain or fear. Even with all of this knowledge, what I'm asking you to do is not easy. When pain is spiraling and stabbing throughout our bodies, we don't want to connect with them. Most of us want to escape. It's why so many of us turn to things like opiates or other medications that block pain receptors. Really exploring and connecting with a body that is undergoing severe stress and pain sounds like torture. However, by pushing away from our bodies, we only increase tension as the pain breaks through. This activates that sympathetic nervous system which sets us off on a cycle of increasing pain, increasing stress, increasing tension. We have to face this pain, work through it in order to cope better with it. An additional support for body connection, especially for conditions like fibromyalgia, is that our pain is often illogical. We will feel stabbing and shooting pains in what may feel like random directions, making parts of our body ache and spasm when there is no initiating event in those areas. For example, you did absolutely nothing to hurt your arm. And despite there being no injury, it's that arm that is causing your eyes to water and your mind to retreat. By deliberately and consciously connecting with the body, sometimes we can help our bodies decipher these false signals. This can lead to a lower perception of pain, or in some cases, even a cessation of pain. So how does somebody who is racked with pain connect with their body? There are many techniques, and most of them do require time and practice to experience the fullest effects. And yes, there may be some days where it works better than other days. Just like any tool in the toolbox, its usage can be limited. What I'm about to lead you through is one of these many exercises that I utilize in yoga classes, and I also utilize quite a bit in my own life. I suggest using this when you notice your pain levels are rising, but not at their maxed out point. It'll give you a little more control and often a better ability to notice a difference in your body and your mind afterwards. So if you're ready, we're going to get started. The first thing we need to do is to take a moment and find a comfortable place to lie down or recline. This can be in a cushy chair, a couch, or even your bed. Please do not do this while driving or sitting up straight in a chair. You need to adjust your body as much as you can so you can find a position that you can relax in. Feel free to add pillows, blankets, or other materials to support your body where it needs it. Whenever you're ready, I invite you to close your eyes if you're comfortable doing so. Take a few breaths. Gather the thoughts in your head, all the worries, to-do lists, concerns, distractions, all of those things, and slowly turn down the volume on them. They will still be there when we're finished. But for now, give yourself permission to take a few minutes break from them. When you have quieted your mind as much as you can or desire, draw your attention to your feet. Connect with your feet, feeling everything in and around them. Tighten and squeeze your feet curling the toes drawing them in as tight as you can or wish to hold that tightness for a moment take a deep breath in and then exhale slowly releasing your feet and allowing them to soften and relax Then we're going to move to your calves. First, connecting with them, noticing any sensations that might be there. And then we're going to tighten your calves as much as you can. We're gonna hold that squeezing motion for a moment. Deep breath in, And exhale slowly, releasing your calves, letting them rest. Then we're going to draw our attention to our thighs and our glutes. Noticing how they feel. And then when you're ready, you can bring that tightness and tension squeezing them as much as you can take a deep breath in and exhale release allow your legs and your glutes to melt into the surface beneath you Then we're going to move up to the pelvis, the lower abdomen, and the lower back. Assessing, connecting. And then we're going to bring that tightness and tension to those three areas. Squeezing as much as you can. Deep breath in. And exhale, release, letting go of all of that tension, all of that tightness. Then we'll bring our attention to the mid back, the upper back, the chest, connecting seeing what sensations are there and then we're going to tighten and squeeze those areas squeezing your spine in between like making a sandwich take a deep breath in and exhale release allowing your torso to melt into the surface beneath you. Then we're going to move up to the shoulders, connecting with them, seeing how they feel. Then we'll tighten and squeeze them, drawing them up as much as we possibly can. Deep breath in and exhale, release. Then we'll move to the arms, the upper arm, the forearm, the wrist, hands, and fingers, connecting with them, seeing what sensations are there. we'll take a deep breath in, squeezing, tightening as much as we possibly can, and release, allowing your arms and your hands to melt into the surface beneath you. Then we'll draw our attention up to our neck and our head, connecting with the sensations that we feel there. And then we're going to tighten and squeeze those areas, maybe scrunching up the face and making a funny face. Deep breath in. And exhale, release allowing your head and neck to rest on the surface beneath them. And then finally, we're going to draw our attention to our entire body from the top of our head down to our toes. And then we're going to squeeze and tighten the entire body, working all the muscles you can. We'll take a deep breath in, and exhale, release, allowing your entire body to melt, to relax. All tension gone. We'll bring our attention to our breath, slowing it down. making each breath a little bit deeper, allowing any residual tension to melt on the exhale. Then we'll take three deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. And then we'll bring some small movement back into the body maybe moving the fingers and the toes, maybe rocking slightly from side to side, maybe moving the head and the neck a little, whatever feels good to you. And we'll take a moment to roll onto your side, if possible, giving yourself time to transition. And then whenever you're ready, you can use your strong arms to push yourself up into seated. take a deep breath here. Exhale and you're welcome to go about your day. Thank you for joining me for this exercise. I use this a lot in yoga classes to help people relax whether they have chronic illnesses or not. If you found that it was too painful or triggering to tighten certain areas of the body, especially if you're flaring in those areas, sometimes just making that connection, like really focusing on what are my calves feeling? What is real? What is not? And then doing the deep breath, focusing on relaxing those areas can also be helpful. Of course, actually moving the muscles so that your body is getting accurate and real stimulus from something that is actually happening can help your body make that distinction that it needs to be making between what is real and what is not. And again, this is something that you may need to practice with several times that for it to have a really strong effect for you. I like to do this a lot right before bed because sometimes as I get into bed, if I've had a long day, I can be really tight and really sore and it's hard to find a comfortable position. By going through this exercise and really connecting with my body, not only am I putting myself in a more relaxed state, but I'm also giving myself a chance to really figure out what are the signals my body is telling me. And how can I adapt for those So I have the best chance of being able to get a good night's sleep. So maybe that means that I'm going to need to elevate my knees by having a pillow underneath them. Maybe that means I'm going to put a ice pack wrapped up in a towel underneath my neck just to help numb my spine a little bit. Or maybe it's a sign that I need to have a heating pad turned on low, again wrapped in a towel, underneath my lower back or a shoulder that is still just having a lot of issues. So body connection can really help me get the information I need instead of those moments where you're like, I'm just in pain and I don't know what to do. So it can give you some clues and give you an opportunity to use strategies to try to adapt to this. As always, thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves and I'll talk to you again next week.